Welcome everyone to the Dining on a Dime podcast, where we give you tips on how to save on your monthly food budget. Now we give you the absolute best foodie news, and our professionals will give you recipes and cooking tips. So let's get the show started. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. Today, here's what you're going to hear. Segments one, three, and four, I have a hundred tips on how you can save when you're hosting a large party. Barbecues, weddings, outdoor birthday, kids parties. I have tips for kids parties. Segment two, we are going to introduce you to the most fantastic website. It's called a barnearme.com. And Bill Reed will be here to talk about that. It's basically, they do cooking classes online. Everything's virtual. You don't even have to leave your home. Uh, it's a nice way to meet people. Uh, the cooking classes are amazing. They have a cooking class coming up on August 22nd. We will talk about all that in segment two. But here are the meat and potatoes. Here is why you're here. Let's start giving some party-saving tips. First tip. Send your invites through an email. That's right. Send your invites to your party guests through the email. Why should you pay for printing when you can just do everything electronically? Second tip, host it at your house. Here's a great tip. If you are having an anniversary party, a birthday party, a special occasion party, you, there is no need to pay for a venue. Simply have it at your house. Maybe you can have it at a friend's house. Or my family actually does the Beverly Hillbillies, and we go to the Philadelphia racetrack, and we go under the gazebo, and we host a party for like 50 people, totally free, didn't cost us a dime. We're under the gazebo at Philadelphia Park. Uh, make your own cake. Make your own food. No need to hire someone to make your stuff make it for yourself i am here with food photo journalist amaris pollock uh amaris what do you do uh, you have a bunch of people coming <laughs> over what are some tips that you do when you have a larger crowd coming over well i mean it depends on how many people you actually invite if it's such a large party that you know co cost wise you're you're incurring such a large price tag you might want to suggest to your friends if they're good friends that hey you know what why don't you bring your beverage along that way because i mean if you're going to have a party let's face it people like to drink i know i do totally true so you know it, one thing that i would advise is saying hey bring whatever you want to drink and you know that way i'll have coolers for you you can keep your beverage cool and you, you're saving that price tag because alcohol is pricey absolutely and we've already saved you on the venue i told you my family goes to philadelphia park they go under the gazebo uh you have friends that might have a big backyard ask them to borrow the big backyard <clears throat> and then amaris just gave you a huge money-saving tip by saying, hey, it's BYOB. Bring your own stuff. Yeah, bring your own beer. Right. Or booze in this it, case, because I'm general generalizing. And why should you pay for your Uncle Larry to get hammered? <laughs> why should you do that? Why well, don't you just have Uncle Larry bring his own booze? Well, in my family, everybody likes to drink a little bit too much, so <laughs> <laughs> we would need to save that extra cash. And here's another thing I found out, which I thought was interesting. A lot of people, and I know people like this, and I never thought about it until I read the tip, they like to help out. 
they just enjoy it. When they go, they do the dishes. They'll help you clean up this, that, and the other thing. Yeah. Nothing wrong with asking them. I'm notorious for actually cleaning dishes. It, it, I like picking up everything like left and right. I, I like to organize. Right. So, I, you know, I'm that person that's like in the corner. Like you see me picking things up and you're like, oh, don't you don't have to do that. I'm like, no, you don't understand. I do. Absolutely. <laughs> and that's how some people are. Why not take advantage of that? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, if it's a large party and you're having it outdoors which let's face it everyone has to have every party outdoors right, right now yeah. um you, you like easy easy saving save save money on getting something like chicken or although meat's a little heavy on the price tag right now because of all the that's one of the on. tips we have is just cut down on your meat budget yeah and you know, you know I mean? offer up charcuterie boards yeah. where you know it could just be like a display of veggies and dips um bread that's an easy filler right yes absolutely that's your did you read my notes no i didn't read <laughs> i i did not a read lot your of notes. those tips are from my notes um <laughs> But absolutely. So basically, uh, I'm talking about backyard barbecues. A lot of people, 4th of July, uh, you know, Memorial Day, Labor Day, they host, host a big, huge back outdoor barbecue. These tips are for you. Might have a wedding or an anniversary you're going to celebrate in a backyard. These are good tips for that, too. Now, if you want to get a little bit fancy and save money, um, you can go online and order, like, edible flowers. They have petals or whatnot. You can freeze the petals in your ice cubes, and that way you look a little bit fancier when you're handing out ice. But that would also mean that you needed a separate ice bucket so people aren't putting their, you know, their BYOP <laughs> and things. Exactly. And... Another thing that I found out, which I think is interesting, how about you buy store brand? I mean, is it really necessary to buy a Coca-Cola, Pepsi, now, buy the store brand? Here's the thing. Brand names are going to hate me for this. Yeah. And I'm probably going to kill our sponsorships, but, um, well, our chances for sponsors right. every time I talk. <laughs> but brand names are actually like the, um, like if you go to ShopRite, right. they, they're, version of any food items with their name and label on it they've actually contracted out a brand names um item and then oh you i'm killing it for you too <laughs> I, I can tell you for a fact i was a retail manager and i can tell you for a fact a lot of the store brand batteries mm. are made by the name brand yeah, and that's right. it, that goes with and hand in fact. hand. Yeah, and right. that goes hand in hand with food too. Right. And usually you can taste it too. Like I've got, I don't want to call anybody out specifically because right. I don't want to. I don't want to get us, you know, in trouble. Right. But yeah, like most most of the time, if you go to your grocery store, oh sorry, grocery store, that you, your grocery store named items are definitely brand names. Oh, it's so a it's fact. Just, yeah, yeah, with a label slapped on. All right. And how about we simplify the decorations? A lot of tips here for kids' parties because there's a lot of those going to happen. Uh, why do you have to spend a ton of money on decorations? Probably go to your attic and find some stuff up there or something of that nature and use that. Yeah. Uh, or know. go to a thrift store. You can go to thrift stores and, you know, you can find a lot of stuff. Like, and get a little bit more, um, inner, like, creative we'll say with your decorations if it's a kid's party you know you can throw up like buy a bunch of toys or exactly. make sure they're disinfected <laughs> i'll plug that one too but, but yeah like the, you can you, there's tons of options here's another way to save on alcohol because i think alcohol is probably one of the biggest 
expenses during a, a, a large party. Uh, there's a lot of people making a signature drink for a particular party. So instead of me buying 10 bottles of booze, I just m- buy that particular drink. So say it's a, it's a uh, 50th anniversary celebration. You know, we'll have a margaritas. It'll be a margarita party. And then you just focus on that drink. Well, that is a great idea. And actually, I um, I mean, I didn't actually save my my cousin's family. Well, my family, um, <laughs> my aunt and uncle, I didn't save them any money by doing this. Right. But um, they didn't have a signature drink. And at well. their wedding, at my cousin's wedding, I, I had come across a thing called mermaid water. And it's absolutely delicious um it's rum at well it's two kinds of rum with uh curacao and i pineapple juice and i think lime um that's how it's originally like made but you know me being the i love rum person that i am it was like five kinds of rum and curacao (laughs) and a splash of pineapple juice and people but people saw it and they were like oh my god what is that drink i want to try it before you knew everyone was walking around with that drink yeah exactly so if you just make one drink the theme of the party that'll work exactly and then you can do it in such a large quantity exactly so if need be they can just you know the um containers that that people just can pour it for themselves right though that could get you into trouble and now we're going to save you money on your dj do you really need to hire gus the dj and pay him 300 bucks absolutely not use your smartphone app there are people using smartphone music apps and just playing it in the background. I want to say hello to our good friends, WMLD, in the Hudson Valley, 103.7 in upstate New York. You guys are listening to this on Friday afternoon at 1 o'clock, and you guys can simply play the WMLD app. The app is fantastic. The mix of music is incredible. Simply go to your app store, download the WMLD radio app, and boom, you got a, a DJ right there. There you go. And no need to hire Gus for 200 bucks. And how about we do this? How about we create? Here's a great idea. And we got about three minutes. This is fantastic. What you do, and this is a brilliant idea. I, I learned from a woman commenting on an article. Okay. And this is how I learned it. Every week for the whole year, you buy a little bit at a time for the party. So that way, when the party comes, you have most of your stuff, and it didn't cost you a bunch of money at once. I mean, that's ideal, except you need to understand what kind of party you're having. If it's something where it is the you know reception to a wedding that you're having in the backyard because we can't have it in a public right. space, sure. you know, planning it out that way is perfect. Um, you want to also keep keep track of your expiration dates because there is food that you can freeze. I think she was talking cups and plates. And cups and yeah. plates. Oh, okay. Well, that makes more sense. And what she does was she bought $10 extra every week. You know what I mean? Mm. When she was at the grocery store for her stuff. So she just, you know, bought a little bit extra. And then by the time the party came, she had all her stuff. Yeah. Well, in that case, yeah, that doesn't matter. (laughs) You don't need expiration dates on plates. (laughs) (laughs) And then a lot of banks now give you multiple accounts. I have like six accounts. I don't use five of them. And you can, like PNC Wallet has three accounts. They have the reserve, they have the PNC Wallet, and then they have a growth account. 
And what you do is you simply take from your main account and put it into the growth account every little bit of week, and that's your party account. Party planning yeah, money. Yeah, your party account. <laughs> uh, also, the time of day is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Time of day. Why should you have people coming over at dinner because they're expecting dinner? So have it at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Most people already had lunch. And then at uh, 2 o'clock, nobody's expecting dinner. If I get invited, if you invite me to your place, of, uh, your party at 5 o'clock, I'm looking for meals. You know what I mean? Yeah. Have it at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. It's You can do like a, a little pastor d'oeuvres kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that saves you a ton of money. Yeah. And then also off of that um, note, when we do get things back kicked into gear right. um, for main events, like major events, right. you, you know, you can save money by having it on a different day of the week. Exactly. That's that's true. Instead of the weekend. Yeah. Uh, I got to be honest with you. I'm going to give this tip and I love this tip. And I found it online. What they do is you you call your party a chili cook-off. Okay. That way everyone's there, brings their own chili. You know what I mean? And they're basically filling, uh, feeding the party. Um, I, that is a brilliant idea, but you probably need to specify on the invitation that it's a chili cook-off and they are participating. And that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what they do. And yeah. then, then when they wrote the invite, they're like, hey, we're having a chili cook-off. And Bring that, your best chili. Yeah, and that's a lot of fun. Um, but you can also designate, you have to designate three, at least three people who are going to like be the quote-unquote judges. Right, right. <laughs> so. And uh, <laughs> Now, here's something I thought was tacky. There are people having bring-your-own-meat, B-Y-O-M, bring-your-own-meat parties for their barbecues in the backyard you would if you're invited you got to bring a, a rack of ribs or something of that nature all right you the, the people that are listening um cannot see my reaction right now but i have a no i think that's tacky <laughs> i definitely I really have I, a, a not happy like face on because that's that is that as you said that's tacky but it's also like why would you do that yeah it's just tacky yeah but it, 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 they, what they do is they put on the invites byom bring your own meat I've never come across that, and <laughs> honestly, like, if I'm going to bring my own meat, like, right. why am I going to your house? I'd rather just cook it myself because I can probably do it better. That's true. All right, let's go to break, and then when we come back, Bill Reed, a bar near me.com, will be on the phone. Hey, everyone, check out our new podcast. It's called Learn About World Cuisine. Each week, we take a different country, Greece, Italy, Ireland, and we examine the country itself, and we examine the cuisine, and we give you fascinating facts about both the country and the cuisine. Uh, our beer expert, Matt Maratea, also is on the show, and he'll give you the best alcohol pairings with that cuisine. My co-host, Peter DeFeo, is a world traveler. So what happens is we give you mind-blowing facts about the country and the cuisine, and then my co-host, Peter DeFeo, gives you his real-life experience in that country. It's a fascinating show. If you like to learn and have fun at the same time, go to your favorite podcast platform and search Learn About World Cuisine, okay. and you're going to love the show. Also, go to Google and put in Learn About World Cuisine Podcast, and if you like to learn and have fun at the same time, you're going to love that show. That guy on that commercial talks so much. All right, we are so excited. 
Our special guest this week. I want everyone right now, stop what you're doing. Go to a abarnearme.com. Our special guest, Bill Reed. Please tell us about this fantastic website. How are you, Bill? Good, man. What's going on? Oh, my goodness. We are so excited to have you because I'll tell you what. I have been talking about a abarnearme.com to my friends in the foodie world especially, and they think it's brilliant. Let's tell our listeners about what exactly a abarnearme.com is. Okay. Well, it all started um, basically as a way to give back, right? You know, COVID hit our industry pretty hard, and uh, I was one of the, the lucky few that was able to get out before the storm hit. So we sold our business um, in early February. And then me and my friend Amanda were at the bar and uh, just toasting to some drinks, reminiscing about all the good times we had at the bar. And, you know, we said, what are we going to do next? And we decided to start a bar near me as a local dive bar originally was the plan. Um, And then COVID hit. So we decided let's keep the mojo going and let's turn this into a charitable online virtual event headquarters. That way we can kind of run virtual events as if we were still in the bar scene. So what we do is we set up monthly events that cater to the restaurant crowds in the form of trivia nights, karaoke nights, cooking classes, things that pique people's interest in the industry. And then all of the money raised goes directly to the specific restaurant we're trying to raise money for or the food-related charity. You got to love that. You guys have raised a ton of money with a trivia night. So I can sit home is basically what you're saying and play trivia games through uh, through the computer. So tell us about how uh, your experience with the trivia night, Bill. Oh, that's, I mean, they've been fantastic. And it all starts with the outreach of people that want to support their local restaurants. So we try to target restaurants or bars they need the extra money, but also need to see those faces that they haven't seen before. Everyone's kind of shifted around uh, the country a little bit, maybe went back home, maybe left the city, so they left their local bar. So trivia nights uh, specifically are designed to give back to restaurants, and uh, the restaurant crowd gets to kind of all meet at one place via the Zoom um, website. And restaurant tours and their guests can all hang out together virtually, you know, with safe distancing. Yeah. And then I host a slew of 80s, 90s themed questions. We give away raffle prizes that are geared towards the restaurants and giving back. And we raised quite, quite a good amount for restaurants. One restaurant in particular, we kind of got them through the hardest part of the summer so far and you know it's been it's been awesome it's a hundred percent me and my partner amanda do everything uh just to give back our time and then hopefully as it moves forward we're able to have enough um juice to kind of make this an actual 501 uh charitable nonprofit. that's fantastic that's fantastic now bill my co-host is food photo journalist amaris pollock she has some questions uh, that she would like to ask you. And then we're going to wrap it up because we have listeners 
on 103.7 FM. Hello, Hudson Valley, uh, WMLD. I want to ask you about your experience in New York, but let her ask her questions, and then we'll wrap it up with your uh, experience in New York. Amherst? Awesome. Hi. Hi, Bill. Um, So I just, I saw really quick on Instagram and also your website, this, this also started through Zoom. Are you continuing to do that? Yes, we're continuing to do it through Zoom. It's an easy platform for us. Uh, we basically have a business account set up where we can have up to 150 people at a time. Um, the trivia the trivia has more people than the classes do, but the classes actually are a higher price point uh, to take because you're learning something as opposed to just having fun. Um, and uh, once again, uh, we're doing one um, on Saturday, uh, the 22nd. We're actually, it's an it's a ACLU to give back for civil rights and the movements of people, you know, that, that needed the most during the protest time. I saw that. And um, you I saw you also give back to other charities, too. Um, I forget which ones they are off the top of my head, but uh, I, it looks like you're extremely involved. Now, how how do you work with uh, the restaurants? Because from what I ascertained, there was um, your Zoom platform, but then you also have a secondary um, situation where while they're on the trivia nights, you they can order from the specific restaurants and bars that you are uh, having a collaboration with. Is that correct? Right. That's correct. So we've done a few in New York and Pittsburgh. Uh, we have a few coming up outside of that area as well, as the, the word has been getting out. Um, but, um, yeah, so basically we uh, we try to gain traction, not just from our site because we're just growing, but really trying to get to the source of the local community around that restaurant. So, for example, last month we did one in Pittsburgh for an awesome bar venue event space called Spirit. And they're in um, Lawrenceville, uh, Pittsburgh, up-and-coming area. And so we did an outreach to them organically and all of their customers. We ran a trivia through – I was actually the co-host on that trivia because they had an in-house guy that, 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 that's been running trivia for a few years now. So what we do is we basically give people a few hours before trivia starts um, to order some food, order some takeout drinks, and then anyone that has those – drinks or food during trivia, we give them extra bonus points to kind of get a leg up on the competition. <laughs> uh, the one that we did with the, the one that we did with the brewery in Brooklyn, same thing. When they ordered takeout beer, they got they got some points. And then this one, if you buy beer from Three's Brewery in Gowanus, um, and they and we have a promo code to give people to get beer for cheap. Um, and once again, all of those, all that money is, is really getting handed right to the source that needs it the most, which is the biggest part of it. And that's what people want. You know, if they're supporting something, they want it to go right to the charity. Exactly. And- yeah, because, you know, this, this, is, this is a time where everyone's trying to do something. Um, but no one, you, you know, you never know how you can help. Some people are picketing. Some people are going down there with signs, making masks. This is our way of giving back. And then the people that are involved. You know, we had 75 people at our last trivia oh. online, and, you know, it raised almost five grand, um, and that was just people donating. And just like as and we had a live musical act, 
that kind of people threw money at too. And just, just a good way to give back while having fun because we have a really good time during the event as well, obviously. Now, I've definitely seen um, various restaurants that pull in because – you know how they they do have the live music. You had mentioned that, um, how they've done live music, but they also sometimes do karaoke nights. Are you going to, I mean, obviously you're still new and you're still building, you know, the platform for all of this, but would you, ex- are you looking to expand into other avenues um, to kind of bring back that camaraderie of meeting your coworkers or your friends or going out on a date Um online the way that you currently right. are, yeah the way that you're currently yeah, doing right. sorry keep, yeah, keep exactly i mean that I mean, that's the point right it's like how do we create an environment for you to relax in your house yet still feel connected to your neighborhood your friends or a, a bar that you may visit once things come back around so we do uh at humboldt hello bill karaoke, bingo, all those kinds of things are in our arsenal. We're just trying to work out data testing with the karaoke, with the trivia, until we see what's sick. So so karaoke is one thing that we've been kind of asked to take on just because our karaoke nights were pretty amazing. Uh, It's kind of hard to reenact that when you're not live. Um, So we try to do things that are very more pure and very uh, seamless. But but karaoke is something that we're working on. Yeah. Well, I'm, I know that it makes a difference to pull off of the energy of the crowd when you're, you know, singing kind of inebriated in front of them. <laughs> you know, everybody will cheer you on or if you're really bad, maybe jeer you on <laughs> or off, I should yeah. say. But um, but like definitely the trivia night sounds like a, a winning um, source of of getting people to join on to this charitable cause. Absolutely. Right. And we had a, like I said, it's our biggest turnout of all the, you know, like I said, we teach classes, cooking classes. Um, the next one is a cooking class. We're teaching now the sports are kind of halfway in and halfway out with hockey and basketball and the playoffs. We were doing our famous beer cheese stuff. I saw that. Yeah, it's going to be about a 45-minute class, and that's why we brought in, and we always try to find the best people to help promote each event, and working with a brewery, like Three's Brewing in Brooklyn, for such an event like Beer Cheese makes all the difference. I mean, we try to generate and uh, people and, and kind of get people influenced by who's all involved. It can't just be just us, you know what I mean? So we're growing, and uh, as I said, it's been a great pivot, and I think a lot of us are pivoting our careers a little bit now that we're kind of forced into a hole. We're kind of all starting over and rethinking the businesses. And uh, to that point, I think a lot of restaurants are starting to really cut back on things they didn't need before, which is ultimately going to make them more successful moving forward. Yeah. And now I know that you said that you would do cooking classes and I want to refer to the fact that most people, if they're going out at night to watch a game to a bar, there's a one item that I can almost guarantee most people universally love, and that is wings. Would you ever consider the secret, like like making this a secret ingredient sauce to promote wings for a certain restaurant? Do you think that you would ever get on board for that? Yeah, you know what? We're actually 
explain. I don't want to let the cat out of the bag, but we do have. <laughs> um, I have a habit of doing do, that. We, we, yeah, we do. We actually, you know, we had a big. I'm a, I'm a Philly guy originally, right? So our bar was a Philly themed bar in Brooklyn, and we'd have our own version of the Wing Bowl every year. So everyone's kind of asking us how we can do that virtually, and it's quite easy. So we're we're working on that where we have competitors joining, and we can zoom and just ourselves who can eat the fastest wings in X amount of time. So that's something that we oh, are wow. working on. We're doing we're doing for that somewhere in October, kind of like a Oktoberfest kind of vibe. Nice. Uh, we'll see if football is gonna is gonna start. So uh, so that's something in the works. But the cooking classes are cool because it's not just the bar crowd. Um, we have families. You know, parents with their kids, and we're teaching we're teaching everybody you know, like that. And then the, the trivia night is like the get loose date night. You know, see your friends, uh, get more silly. There's a little bit more explicit language, but the cooking classes are all about learning something new in a timely fashion. That way, you know, you don't get bored. Now I we're drinking the whole time. So. Well, of course, you you better be drinking because otherwise it wouldn't be like getting together with your friends after work. <laughs> um, now I will say that I noticed that you do in with the the um, trivia nights you do theme nights too, which looked like a lot of fun. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So we we basically go with work in the past um, and, and anything like pop trivia. Uh, universal things work where everyone can kind of pitch in. When you get too themey, like when we do office trivia or something like that, we may lose people. And the object of the whole pursuit is to get as many people involved as, as they can. So, you know, we've had people who moved away from the northeastern area that have been locked in, in Europe, like a totally different time zone, who are staying up and like playing with us because our pop trivia hip-hop trivia, early 90s trivia has been something that just everyone, our, our age group, can really relate to and have a lot of fun with. And what I like, Bill, is that uh, there's a, my trivia night in Philadelphia that I used to go to was packed. And that is no longer there in our particular city, and I'm sure it's not there for a lot of cities around the country. So I can participate. Correct. I can stay at my home participate yep. in a trivia night and then whatever right. whatever money I want to donate goes directly to the charity. I think that's fantastic. Right? That's correct. And and and, and I and I will point out that you have an ugly cat in the background. <laughs> hey, hey. You, know, so you can you can be comfortable you can be comfortable in your pajamas. Right. You know, we try to make it as we try to make it as fun as possible. We do a bathroom break, and then between <laughs> rounds, I have lo- I have local um, I have local artists um, that you know go with the theme who perform while I'm taking scores. And so that- it's all it's all been pretty pretty worked out, and you know we're getting there. We're kind of growing it. And- um, Instagram is probably the best place to find out about us. Yeah. Um, and a bar near me is the highest Google searching. Uh, you know, words that when you're out in the nightlife and you want to search where you want to go next, what do you put in Google? Right. A bar near me. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's kind of that's kind of how we can be virtual and be near you no matter what. So that's kind of like me and Amanda's whole thought process about how we can actually, you know, monetize this thing and get it off the ground running. You know, this will be our sixth or seventh event coming up. Right. And then we're planning one for um, 
for the uh, beginning of September as well. So we're, nice. we're, we're happy with how it's going. Nice. Now, I want to also point out to our uh, listeners that when they join your, your Zoom Trivia Nights, if they win some, they, they will actually win something like they would normally on a trivia night. So that, that's correct. So, wow. so we basically have sponsored, we have sponsored prizes, uh, dinner for two at this restaurant, bottles of wine from one of this rep, and we got to get, you know, food and beverage sponsors on board. If, if you could see me now, I know we can't see each other because we're on the phone call, but I have nine boxes getting ready to ship out. Everything oh. from cans of Lysol to face <laughs> masks to uh, Blade One and Two DVDs. You know, we we're we're like really like having a good time and sending people stuff. And like that's the only uh, that's the only thing about this is like you know getting these addresses from people and finding out they're in Idaho and the shipping tax <laughs> is going to cost us about thirty five dollars. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you what, it's a bar near me dot com is where everyone can That's do correct. this great thing. I can't let you go until I, I talk about this. We got two minutes left. Uh, we are syndicated WMLD 103.7 FM up in New York. Just briefly, we got two minutes. Tell us about your experience in New York. You were very successful as a restaurant owner. Uh, just get into that for a little bit. Sure, sure thing. So me and my wife moved to New York in 2004 as 22-year-old kids, and we just worked ourselves up. You know, I, I did everything background like you hear in any kind of awesome story from working as a dishwasher all the way up to management. And then I got to bite my teeth in 2009 with my first restaurant called the Brooklyn Star. It was a Southern Comfort family-style restaurant. Uh, we had that going. Um, and uh, then me and my wife had our second kid and said, you know, let's not make things easier. Let's open another <laughs> restaurant. So we opened a we opened a second restaurant called uh, Humboldt and Jackson, located on the corners of Humboldt and Jackson Street in sunny Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Nice. And that was all in family. So me, my wife, my brother Matt Reed, who's a chef in Philadelphia, he moved up and took over my kitchen and put out a hell of a menu. And uh, we were there just about seven years. And uh, Life started to get a little crazy, raising the two kids and living in an apartment above the bar. So I said, I think now the restaurant is, is holding its own, and I think it's a good time to go out on top. So nice. we uh, we wind up selling the place to some really awesome guys, and uh, they'll be opening up in October. Uh, it's going to be called the Cozy Royale, and it's a, it's a butcher shop turned restaurant. And uh, like I said, we got out second week of February, COVID hit. And, uh, you know, we're just counting our, counting our blessings, and that's another reason why we're giving back as much as we can. Um, from what I understand from your website, that's actually the, the monies that you um, ha- got from that sale of that restaurant is what started all of the A Bar, me, a bar Near Me funding. Correct. Correct. That's like fantastic. I said, it, you know, I don't know if you ever had survivor's guilt, but, uh, you know, once we were able to get out before everyone else was kind of hurting. Uh, we just said, you know what? We have to spread love. We have to spread awareness. Let's, let's, let's get back in a different way. And how can we help and give back? So me and my wife and Amanda said, you know what? Let's do this. Amanda is great. She got, she handles all of the uh, creative side of things. Anything that looks cool, photography, nice. flyers, uh, anything on Instagram. Nice. That's Amanda Suarez. She's local in Philadelphia as well. 
Well, Bill, thank you for joining us. We have to get to commercial, but hello, Brooklyn. We, yeah. had, a, we had a nice listening audience two weeks ago in Brooklyn. Uh, Bill, thank you for joining us, and abarnearme.com. Thanks, Bill. Thank you. Have a good one, guys. You, you too. And let's go to commercial. You can find Dining on a Dime every Friday at 1 p.m. on WMLD radio app and on air at 103.7 FM in New York, the voice of the Hudson Valley. All right, we're back. Let's get going. Let's keep going on the tips. Once again, this show, if you're hosting a large party, I have 100 tips on how you can save money doing it. We are actually going to take a quick commercial for segment three. We're going to go to commercial in eight minutes. So we're going to do couple tips and then we're going to go to commercial and come back with the fourth segment here's a do cupcakes instead of cake and why should you have to serve cake much simpler to serve cupcakes now you're going to love this i found out from a homemaker that what she does is her kids are so small first grade second grade Mm -hmm. she just asked the teacher if she can bring cupcakes into school and the kid feels like he had a birthday party. So instead of paying all that money for a birthday party, she brings cupcakes into school and he shares it with his friends. And he feels like he had a birthday party. She said he never complains about a birthday party. And then she I said... I mean, that's, that's kind of... Well, I mean, When and, he gets older, he's going to realize what <laughs> what's what. And he's going to be like, Mom, come on now. Yeah, but and then she made a great point because nothing bugs me more <clears throat> than these people spending tons of money on a one-year-old you know what i mean on a two-year-old nobody's gonna remember that birthday the only one to remember in it is you okay listen to all the moms out there that are listening to <laughs> us we are not trying to insult no, your motherhood but, but she but i mean i understand yeah. but there, it's the memories that that are you know photographed and that are shared later on yeah, it I mean, it's and it's also an excuse for the parents to get together because I have been oh, to enough true. of that those parties true. to realize that moms and, you know, not so much. I, I don't I'm not going to get like dig up my own right, grave, but, but most moms are the ones that need to like have that time out of like, let's just talk like adults. Right. To, to get together with the parents. That's true, too. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Uh, a lot of things that they're telling you to do to save money when you have a large crowd gathering. Uh, barbecue or whatever, is do a dessert party. A dessert party is, And invite me, (laughs) because I love my sweets. But dessert and breakfast are actually the least expensive things to, you know, bring food to. Unless if you you get elaborate. Well, if you throw a breakfast party, uh, it will cost you much, much less than a dinner party, because a lot of people are happy at breakfast just doing quiches and eggs and stuff like that bacon yeah exactly but it's much cheaper than a dinner party and uh you can do no cost activities how about play simon says pin the tail on the donkey you can do stuff like that 
and that me that way you can save on other things. You know what I mean? You don't need a DJ if you're playing games. I mean, okay, so you can actually have a party that you set aside where it's like everybody bring you know you lay out snacks, right? And then it's called game night. You you know yeah, exactly. Everyone can bring their own game that they want to try. They won't necessarily play that game. However, they can bring it, and it's at least like a free thing that you can sit around and it is entertaining. It is. It is. I mean, I certainly love Pictionary. You can you can play <laughs> play a nice mean game of Pictionary. I'll tell you right now. What's interesting is that uh, my research has gone down to the very intricate detail. I found out that instead of paying for bags of ice at the gas station, which are expensive, overpriced, mm-hmm. people are putting ice cubes into Ziploc bags. And storing them, and then that way when they have a big party, they have the ice. Well, okay, so off of that, um, I actually, we consume a lot of ice in my house. And I'm the one that goes out and buys all the ice. So I actually am, like, trying to, uh, like, equate how much accumulated money I've spent on buying ice in ice bags. So I'm, like, thinking about it, and I'm like, uh, this is a ridiculous price tag <laughs> over right. time. And so you can actually buy online on in stores. There, You can buy ice makers where it's just, you know, ah. a secondary ice okay, maker aside from like fridges. So, I mean, not everybody has ice makers. Absolutely. Like my house, we have one, but it got disconnected. So, yeah. <laughs> and here's an interesting thing. A lot of people are planning big parties at their home. And they're saying, look, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to cut costs everywhere, but I'm going to splurge on one item. So if you're going to splurge, just keep it to one item. Maybe it's steaks or whatever. Just pick one item and then splurge on that one item. Again, if you pick steaks, I want my invitation. (laughs) (laughs) I am definitely a meat eater. Right. Yeah, that's true. But that's just pick one thing to splurge on. And, and, and yeah, and that's it. I mean, steak would definitely be a splurge because that, you know, steak is not cheap. And especially if you get a nice cut. Absolutely. Um, And, you know, for me, I fancy everything up. So it's not just steak. It's like steak with <laughs> like, I don't know, some really amazing, outstanding sauce that I've created. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I, I got to this point where I did a red wine reduction with mushrooms and I sauteed everything up and it, I I can't even remember how I do it. I just pull things and <laughs> yeah, I put it together. But that, you know, that's what cooks do. And for, you know, get togethers, I wouldn't necessarily recommend that, but I'm sure there's some way of making that, you know, a little bit more accessible. And to show you the depth of our research, I have found out that this is a thing. This is actually a thing. The guest list is strategically put together so that you have outgoing people. And then that way you don't need to play games. You don't need to hire DJs because those people will come just like my Uncle Marty. And he will be drunk and having a great time. And everyone's going to be doing everything he says. Oh, oh, you yeah. invite people like that, but that's a thing now. 
No, well, I didn't know it was a thing. Yeah. I know back then, like like 10 years ago, I had a friend who used to actually intentionally invite me because she knew that she would just be running around doing all the cooking because right. um, it's her house. And I would be the life of the party. So she, I was like the unintentional host every time. And not only, that's a thing, though. I couldn't believe that. There are actually parties that people purposely invite outgoing people. And that way they can lessen the cost of other things because they know that life of the party is going to be going around entertaining. So it's interesting. Let's go to commercial. We'll be back. we got tons more tips. You can find Dining on a Dime every Friday at 1 p.m. on WMLD radio app and on air at 103.7 FM in New York, the voice of the Hudson Valley. Okay, we are back. Tips on how to save money. I'm throwing a party. What do I do? How can I save some money? Uh, this is our final segment. And we just got done talking real quick. I'm going to touch on it again. One of the things that is actually a thing now is your guest list. People are actually uh, strategically putting together a guest list that has a life of the party so they can save on other areas. So I was surprised to find out that that's a common thing. All right, let's get uh, keep going. Uh, <clears throat> set your own rules. Do not let anyone else influence you as far as your party goes. If you're throwing in a party, set your own rules because a lot of times when you have outside people giving you ideas, it ends up costing more. So if you are planning a party, that's it. It's your decision. And, and here's the thing. If you're going to contact somebody or multiple somebodies, um, let them know ahead of time, like, hey, I'm looking for advice on what to do for the party. But that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to take the advice. I just need a soundboard. Right. Exactly. All right. Let's do Oh, plenty of tips on kids parties. We're down to our last... 14 minutes, so let's get into the kids' parties. A lot of people are at home. They got a lot of, you know, birthdays coming up. Uh, here's a recommendation that is actually smart. A lot of people I know personally have multiple children with multiple birthdays near each other. So what they do is they throw one big party. That's not on any one particular child's birthday. Exactly, and then it counts for all those kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? And combined parties are not exactly the most fun when you get older, but when they're younger, sure. it's definitely a doable thing because they're just like, it's my party, and they're running around with their friends. Exactly. And then another thing that's a thing that I didn't even know until I wrote this show was that there are parents letting their kid pick a day for an outing and that they can bring their friend Jimmy or whatever instead of hosting a huge party so per, for instance the lady said she said to her son what would you like to do for your birthday and the and the son said well i would like jimmy to come over and we'll go to a phillies game and that was their outing they went to the phillies game and that replaced his party he was happy he had his best buddy and he was happy that he was at a Phillies game. Yeah. I mean, it incurs a slight, you know, nominal fee. But, yes, it's a lot less money. Yeah, a lot than less money than a party. A lot less money. So long as you're not going up to the concession stand and buying, like, hot dogs and soda and all that. But, like... I mean, it's fun. You're at the at the stadium. You know, you're you're bringing in all that energy of everybody else in the crowd, and you know, it's exciting. Absolutely. And another thing is, uh, the party supply stores actually have a huge markup. 
So what the recommendation is is to go to your dollar store, uh, you know, the Dollar Tree or whatever you have in your part of the world, and just get your paper uh, paper plates, you know, uh, paper towels, etc., from the dollar store. If you go, and they also they, have tons of decorations. I was just going to say, they have a ton of decorations, too. Um, decorations, balloons, streamers. They, there's even stuff that you can use from the dollar store, like little vases um, with stones that you can put in there and floating candles. I mean, I, I spend I spend an inordinate amount of time, actually, at the dollar <laughs> store because I like saving money. I'm frugal. Absolutely. And that's the whole show. That's our show. Exactly. Um also, a lot of people were talking about having a lot of success throwing pool parties because people are so busy in the pool that they're really not focused on the next hamburger or hot dog. You just lay out some appetizers near the pool and you will actually save money. You might have a friend. You might have a sister or brother. Yeah. As a pool. Well, also on that particular note, um, you can actually, there is now a site. It's like Airbnb, but it's with pools. Oh, wow. You can actually go online and rent a pool. And <laughs> each individual's pool is, you know, has like different rules. But like I've looked online because I'm like, I love swimming and I don't have a pool. Right. And, you know, so some of them allow up to, I think, 10 people or something to that matter. It's a small party, but it's a party number. Nice. Yeah, sure. And you got a pool. The pool will take up their activity, their time, and it'll get them worn out. So they're not going to be looking for the next burger. And you definitely want them worn out. And and you can also go to local communities, um, have beaches, especially in our area. Right. Um, I'm sure that it's throughout this entire country um, where you can find local area beaches that are like lakes and rent them um, for going swimming and canoeing and, you know, whatnot. And you know what else is a thing now that I did not know is grazing tables. That means if you're having a party, you put out multiple tables in your backyard, chips, pretzels, etc. And it has been proven that people will eat less of the main course. Well, yes, because that's kind of the, the, in essence, what you would do with hors d'oeuvres. Exactly. So, you you know, your chips and, and salsas and dips and whatnot, the veggies that are out, you know, and even like salad, you can put salad out with your mains, I would say, right. um, that that's a filler. And we just taught you earlier that you can have a chili cook-off or whatever. You can also have a dip. Who's, who brings the best dip? And then all you have to supply is the dollar store chips or whatever. Hands down, I feel like every single time the winning dip is always like the buffalo chicken buffalo dip. Buffalo chicken wins exactly. all the time. Exactly. I don't like I have yet to like be <laughs> at a party where that is not the most popular dip. So if you're the person bringing that, just bring a trough. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. It's it's funny. Uh, how about our next tip? Oh, keep in mind this is a great tip. Oh, it is? What is it? Salty snacks actually make your guests thirstier, and it has been proven that the the parties that put out a lot of salty snacks have actually con consumed more alcohol. You know oh, I mean? of course. And I mean, why do you think bars do it? Exactly. So you want to cut back on the salty snacks, put out fruit, or fruit and vegetable trays. You know what I mean? And that'll help that. Yeah. Uh, Plus, it's a little healthier, by the way. And let me tell you. I was laughing when somebody actually gave us this tip, a, a, a listener. 
tells you to grab the free condiments at the Wawa. And oh, no. Stuff like that. <laughs> no, don't do that. That is tasteless. So when you go to your Wawa or your 7-Eleven, uh, politely grab I, a handful of the mayonnaise. <laughs> I am rallying against that idea. Do not do that, that if you from, want your people to like come back over because they will judge you. That was from one of our listeners, which I thought was. Hysterical. I'm sorry to whomever that is, but no, I'm judging. I'm judging you all the way if you do that. And I want everybody's input on this because I think this is not true, but this is what I found out. There are some fire stations. That will offer party space in exchange for a donation. I found that hard to believe, but there might be a little towns in Jersey. You know how Jersey is. Hey. And, and uh, <laughs> you might be able to go to the, uh, you know, to the fire The department. local firehouse. Yeah, or, and say, hey, look, I want to throw a party. I'll donate X amount, and if I could use the space. Yeah, so I'm, do I don't know. I have no idea. I know if you go there and you want your little kid to see the fire truck, you know that that they're like keen on that. They yeah. love doing that. And uh, here's another thing which I thought was interesting: is um, do not send people home with leftovers. And this is true. I've seen this firsthand. You know, you could be eating that yourself. And I've I can't tell you how many parties I've gone to, holiday parties, any kind of party. Where there's always this idiot that leaves with ten bags of plates of food. Oh yeah, one of one. I of mean, it gets excessive sometimes. I'm sure Taylor's one of them guys, right? You go to your family member's home and you take away ten platters. I do one. I'll do one. But there's a I, tip saying don't bring any, don't give any. I try to never ask for leftovers, but if you offer it or moreover insist on it, I'll take something just to like be like, okay. Oh, I always bring one plate. I mean, yeah. I'll bring stuff, but I mean, I won't take something out of a party because I'm like, that's, if I bring it, it's yours. It's the hosts. Oh, okay. Well, so my thing is this, I've been to parties where people routinely will take 10 plates. So I always bring one home. I'm not even, I, I'm, I'm not getting the emails. I know I do. But the tip that I read was, hey, don't do that. And then you'll have more for yourself and it'll make the party more, uh, better value, you know, for you. I mean, no, it's tacky, but it's a little tacky. Um, but if if the host is okay with saying, "Hey, this is way too much food. Please right. take it." Obviously, like I, if it it literally is too much food, if I can see it's an abundance, <laughs> right. you know, I, I'll be like, "Okay, I'll take something home." But like. I have one friend's parent who, if you take a, a item, she'll give you a Tupperware container, and she's like, "That's yeah. fine. Just bring something back in it." That's true. So that's, that's the rule, yeah. That's and smart. that's that's a, a good tip too, because then you're kind of that's saving money. Smart. Exactly. And then bring it back filled. Yeah. Exactly. All right. I love this tip, and I'm not gonna. I'm laughing at myself because this is on. This is, and I'm gonna tell you the truth. This is tip number 91 out of 100. And you would think that this is such a great tip, it would have been done in the first 25. Buy cans of soda instead of bottles, because when you open the bottles, it'll flat, go flat. The cans can last forever. I never thought of that. No, the cans can stay in your garage. Oh, I think they're referring to the fact that it's the 12-ounce cans versus the exactly. gigantic That's bottle. That's exactly what they're saying. Okay. So if you open that gigantic two-liter bottle, and you use it, and then you close it up again, that's going to go flat. Oh, yeah. That'll... Whereas if you buy all cans, that can can stay in your garage forever. 
Now, I I would like our listeners to respond to this, but I'm wondering if you put saran wrap on top of the bottle and then screw the cap on, if that would actually give it a better seal and won't go flat. You're learning me. I don't know. I have no idea, but that's a smart idea, actually. Um, when you're hosting a barbecue, I'm sure, you know, Labor Day and Memorial Day and all that, uh, try to make your own sauces and spices. I think that you had mentioned that. You make your own. Instead of paying, I think there's an, I forget, one of the celebrity chefs has a spice. I, I, I had to take a double take. It was like nine bucks. Oh, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. No, the celebrity spices are, are extremely expensive. You can take like, ooh, sorry, more excited. I just burped on air. You can t- I'm drinking coffee, just so everybody knows. Um, but you can take spices from your own house and grind them up. I have a mortar and um, pestle, and I just grind up my own spices. And, you know, actually, I make my own wonderful dry rub for... Um, brisket and it just like I think it tastes better because then you're putting what you want in instead of being allocated to what is in that spice jar absolutely and I had a listener that uh, listens to our show tell me this when I started promoting this show she says why don't you just make one huge paella you know what I mean? Seriously. And no, you no. Have one I mean, dish, <sighs> and that would fill uh, that would fill up a ton of people. You know, if you make it in that big uh, huge pie. There's a food truck. I don't know if it's any good, but hmm. there is a food truck that does a huge like. I mean, by huge, I I'm saying like football size, almost paella. Yeah, sauce yeah, pan. and that's what they do, and then. You know, everyone gathers around the paella. If you want people to bring sides, bring sides. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and paella is is such a delicious dish. I mean, it's a lot of butter. It's a lot of flavor. Um, and of course, there's you can do it where it doesn't. You're not using seafood, but a traditional paella has you know shrimps and scallops and and whatnot. It has all different kinds of uh, seafood along with meats. And we have one minute. Let's give one more tip, and then we're going to do our plugs, and uh, that'll be it. Uh, it, I know a lot of people that barbecue weekly, or daily, actually. And they suggest that you buy a high-quality grill and that you don't waste charcoal and you turn that grill off as soon as you're done cooking. A lot of people leave it on. It burns charcoal, dot, 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 uses too much gas. So what you do is as soon as you're done with the food, you immediately turn it off. Well, I mean, there's char. I know that there's charcoal, and then there's gas or pro- the, propane. Yeah, you gotta close it. Off. Yeah, I was gonna say you can't turn charcoal off. Right, right, and then you just shut it off. Yeah, and then that way you don't waste any money. And you- if you're barbecuing a lot, it's summertime now. Uh, but it's worth the investment to buy a high grade uh, grill. Yes, and you know, for anybody who's new to buying a propane gas grill, there is maintenance that it, that you know that you have to do throughout Absolutely. it. So you know, tighten up screws or whatnot. But that is a way to save money. All right, let's give our plugs. Dining on a dime is on all podcast platforms. I want to let everyone know. I found out that Google Play is going to turn into YouTube Music by the end of the year. So if you subscribe to us on Google Play. I have signed our show up for the new Amazon podcast platform, and that'll get us in front of 55 million more people. Subscribe to our show on the Amazon podcast platform. We'll be fully, fully uh, promoting that. Dining on a Dime 1 on Twitter, 
Dining on a Dime one on Facebook. Amaris, we have 30 seconds. Amaris Pollock. I am an easy find. You can follow me on Amaris Pollock for Facebook and AR. P-O-L-L-O-C-K-U-S on Instagram and Twitter as my handles, along with uh, several other social media platforms. Okay, we're here next Tuesday. Have a great night. You can find the Dining on a Dime podcast on social media. On Facebook, Dining on a Dime, the number one. On Twitter, at Dining on a Dime, the number one. And on Instagram, KJW. 1972. Please subscribe to our show. We are available on all podcast platforms, including iHeartRadio and Spotify.